Welcome to Uncontained episode 100. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and I want to thank everybody who's been listening to the show, whether this is your first episode or your 100th episode. Thank you for all your support, and to all my guests over the first 100 episodes, couldn't have had a show without you guys. So making it to 100, it is a big benchmark. It is a big milestone, but I ain't planning on stopping here and I thought what better way to kind of celebrate and recognize that milestone than to go back and get the guests from my very first episode of Uncontained and talk to him again on episode 100. So I did just that. I went back, got Tom Garland, very funny comedian. I uh, did a lot of work with him when I was doing stand-up comedy back in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And I interviewed him when I was on 94.1 KRNA a couple times. So what better way to kind of mark the progress of the show and keep up with the progress of Tom Garland. Right now, he's no longer in the Midwest. He's in Las Vegas, and he's a resident opener for Tom Green in the back room of Bally's. In addition to doing stand-up comedy, he's also dabbling in the acting world, including a movie that just recently came out from Don Trenagle called Bros. You can find that on Amazon Prime Video. He's also in an upcoming thriller called Spiral and a documentary on WWE legend Rob Van Dam. So that's all things coming up your way, and we'll talk about all that in this episode, along with Along with the approach Tom took to get into show business, he didn't just go up on stage and hope to be discovered. He did a lot of behind-the-scenes work, setting up shows and all that. We'll get into that. Plus, I get to ask Tom my finishing five questions, which I did not have at the time he was on the show the very first time. So, once again, I'd like to thank you all for supporting the show. Episode 100 with... Tom Garland on Uncontained. Welcome to Uncontained. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render. On the show today, I have the comedian Tom Garland. How are you doing, Tom? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. I like how you put the in front of comedian. Like, not even, sometimes it's just comedian Tom Garland, but it's the comedian. You are the only comedian, the only one that matters anyway. I love that. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Stroke my ego. That's a great art. And you were the first guest on Uncontained. I was. I get brought on stage to that every night. Did you know that? Every single day, they're like, please welcome the first guest from Uncontained. As you should, my friend. As you should. <laughs> Be proud of that shit. Episode 1 I'm and episode rapping. 100. That's a, that's a milestone, my friend. This is, this is episode 100? This is episode 100. That's awesome, man. That's not nearly enough content. You're getting slammed by cat videos and Bieber. They have thousands of videos, but you'll get there. We're... I know, man. Fucking cat videos in Bieberg. I got to bust your balls a little bit, you know. <laughs> right on. So since we last talked, a lot has uh, happened. You're you're no longer in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. You moved to Vegas and hooked up with Tom Green. How did that happen? Uh, yep, we hooked up. I paid him. He is a prostitute. And we had uh, consensual sex uh, and... Uh, he might be the next Hollywood sex scandal if I if I release the tapes. Because um, at one point I kind of kind of said stop at one point, but 
you know, it's whatever. Um, <laughs> you paid him and said stop, huh? Yeah. We, well, hey, dude, consent is uh, it's a sliding scale. Uh, but no, I'm I'm kidding around. Uh, uh, no, Tom's been really cool, man. We uh, he has this show at Bally's, and he's been just super nice to me and letting me um, letting me open for it. And uh, I've been opening his shows uh, when he's he's on and off there, but when he's on. He's there Sunday through Wednesdays. Uh, it's five shows over four days. Um, we do two on Sunday and one Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So it's, I mean, that's, uh, for, for someone like me, that's that's pretty much the dream. So I'm, I'm very satisfied with what's going on right now. Dude, that's awesome. I was listening back to our first episode of Uncontained, and you were getting ready to do some shows with tom green was this set up like before you moved out to las vegas the last time we talked i was working with tom green that can't be you were getting ready to work with tom green or go do a couple shows with tom green at one point i sold him to looney's comedy club and then uh then i could then i ended up not going out there with him um because i double like had like double booked myself um on another thing so that might have been around that time and i might have misspoke but yeah i haven't i haven't worked with them in a in quite a while it's been a few years um it hadn't happened yet it was something that you were talking about was gonna happen so maybe maybe it is what you were talking about and it didn't well, didn't go through for one reason or another anytime i'm talking about something that's gonna happen it's probably not that's the best part i've had so many things like you know how this is you 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 have that too oh yeah yeah you know you think you think the project is gonna go one way and then uh you know it, you know some of them it just they just take so long like uh some some projects just take years, you know, if they're done correctly. Yeah, exactly. I've had it happen where I've had guests that I thought were going to be on the show, you know, and then it didn't work out for one reason or another. Then maybe try a couple months down the road, you get them or... That was me. I fucking flaked the other night. Sorry. I, I wasn't actually going to go there, but um, but yeah, or else they're like, oh, I'm out having dinner with Tom Green while we're supposed to be talking. And I'm like, all right. Sorry. <laughs> that's the name drop diss. But... No, no, that's not what I meant. Uh, not at all. Come on. Don't... <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not upset about it at all, man. It's all good. So we're, we're talking now episode 100. So how did you get set up with Tom Green? Well, I met Tom back in 2013. I was doing some shows with Steve-O, and Steve-O was basically trying to help me out. Um, I, he must have thought I was funny or just thought I was ambitious, and uh, he wanted to um, put me on some shows, and so he put me on some shows with him and Tom in Las Vegas. So I got to know Tom, and kind of years passed, and I actually, at one point, was managing Preston Lacey and doing some shows with Jackass, and it was actually Tom that introduced me to all the other Jackass guys. It wasn't Steve-O. Tom Green introduced me to everybody from Jackass, actually. And, oh, really? Uh, yep. And uh, he was—he knew Preston wanted to do some shows on the road, and um, he thought it would be mutually beneficial for both of us. You know, like Preston would get booked a lot, and I would have someone to tour with, and to you know, to kind of promote myself off of their name, and uh, yeah. And so that's that's what we did for for a little while, and. Anyway, so I just like kind of moved here um, because uh, I was sick of traveling was the main thing. And then I wanted to pursue getting up at this L.A. comedy club. I thought that was a good comedy club and that 
I should start spending time around there when I'm off the road and that there, there really wasn't a club I liked in the, you know, in Iowa and, and I wanted to spend time there. So, uh, yeah, so I, that's what I did. I moved out here and I'd hang a lot at that comedy club and, uh, started getting up and doing some spots and they're slowly taking a look at me. And then Tom announced that he was doing a tour out here. So I just reached out and, you know, I didn't want to ask for anything, but I was kind of like, Hey, you know, you want to hang out or something sometime? Like I definitely owe you a beer. And he, uh, hit me back and, uh, told him to call his agent. And, uh, his agent is, uh, John Schneider, it's Rob Schneider's brother. And okay. I'm not trying to name drop again, but that he was there back in 2013 with us. So he knew me and shit. And, you know, and I, so I hit him back and uh, John was like, oh, you should totally open for the show because we, you know, they know what to expect and whatever. And so um, they've both been really good to me and, and got me hooked up. And then um, the company that actually puts the show on hired me to do some sales for them and stuff and so i've gotten a new day job out of it and uh it's been really really good i, I got very lucky but uh i'd rather be lucky than good take that <laughs> is that a yogi Berra quote i don't know it's just a saying i'm just i just mean that you know uh you know a hundred times out of ten I, I don't know if i get the spots that i'm getting right now but um there's definitely something to be said for you know, right place, right time. And I, I live about a block away from where they're doing the shows. And so I'm able to just walk there. And, uh, and like I said, I didn't plan any of that. I just got very lucky with it. And, uh, but it, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Hell yeah, dude. I think some of it, I, I could be wrong, but I think some of it could have been your approach too. like, instead of calling Tom green up and being like, Hey man, I uh, hear you're here in Vegas. Uh, can I get on a show? Instead, you went like, hey, dude, let's go out for a beer. Uh, you know, let's just uh, hang out or something. I mean, he's trying to help me out. He knows, dude. He's not stupid. Like, you know what I mean? And he's trying to help. And uh, the the truth is, is that, you know what I've learned in, is that, like, there's only so much anyone can put you on, you know? Like, there's no one can truly, like, put you on or make you into any. You have to make yourself, and you know, and you have to create product, you know, like. Um, I kick it with those super troopers guys and, uh, some of them and not to name drop again, but Eric, one of the guys from super troopers told me, you know, that he wrote every script, every show or movie he's been in, he wrote, you know, and he was like, try to think, really? I wrote all that, you know, he's like me and my friends, we wrote all of our own roles. And so, you know, that's really motivated me in the last like year or two to not, not always chase like. I get credits is a bad word, but you know, just trying to create like, uh, something that's going to be able to be sold, you know, is a, is more the focus right now, I guess, if that makes any sense. And I'm still on the question. So are you looking to like, try to create more yourself than rely on other people to create for you? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, like you're so much better off. I think right now, you know, just coming up with your own scripts and your own stuff, than trying to stand in line and audition. It's just like, the chances of someone like me getting picked up um, are so slim and none. It, it's it's really good to be out here and that you see how far away you are from the goal, you know, or, or the goals you had in mind. It's like, you know, it's just so vast. There's so many comedians and actors and acrobats and, um, you know, just entertainers that uh, if you really want to be in this business, it's, it's just a, the hardest way in the world to make money. So, um, you know, I've just lately, like I said, my focus has been on making the best product I can 
and, and trying to let the rest fall into place rather than trying to force it. I used to try and force myself onto people a lot and try to uh, uh, shove my way into rooms. And it's really, really not the way you want to play things. Like, and I, I had people tell me that at the time, I think I made the right decisions for me. Like I, you know, you gotta, um, I was really motivated and didn't want to wait around for anything. And, and I, like, I think that, uh, my heart was in the right place, but I've definitely learned, uh, how to talk to these people and, uh, kind of how to wheel and deal with all that sort of things. So again, but so much of it's just luck, man. And, uh, a couple of my lottery tickets hit, but, uh, it can, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can change dude. tomorrow too. You know, Tom could decide not to do these shows, or you know, it's always always so tentative. So I try not to get excited about anything either because it's always so temporary and tentative. And I hear that, man. I hear you. And I, I hear you say that it's luck, but you know, some of it is luck. But the more you put yourself out there, the more you're out there doing shows, like creating your own stuff. As you said, I kind of see that as kind of increases your chance of getting struck by the lucky lightning bolt you know Oh, i appreciate that yeah and you're you're very right like of course you need it takes everything you know like you got to have the you got to have the goods too you got to be able to perform and to execute and to be able to perform at a certain level uh that's that's of course a big thing but um and you aren't gonna get lucky sitting at home on your couch yeah you always want to be at the party you always want to be around the where the where the show is going on you know um yeah you want to you want to be out you don't want to be uh at home there, there's different ways to get into different things but uh for me it's always been showing a lot of facetime um that's how i've gotten hired places that have hired me that's how i've um gotten on good shows was i just put a lot of facetime in around people and uh and i was you know to approach them with a lot of ambition is good too to say like i want to work i want to be here there's not something else that this is I'm committed to. Like this is my commitment, and uh, and usually that alone will get you get you in the door. You know, talking about getting your face out there and stuff. You have a couple movies coming up, or have recently come out. Uh, you played Time Bomb Tom in <laughs> uh, the new Don Trenagel film Bros. How did that all come about? Well, Don was really cool, man, and and let me be in his movie and. Um, I'm super proud of him for getting that done. And man, he made a movie for $5,000. Unbelievable uh, that he was able to do that. And, uh, and he get... made a movie for $5,000. You said, I mean, that's what he says. I didn't, I'm not his finance, uh, his finance guy, but he claims that, you know, he made it for five, five K. And he, I mean, if you watch it, it's pretty simple. They're just at bars and stuff. Like he probably didn't spend any more than 10,000, you know, and even if he's exaggerating a little, but so much of it is like getting the project done is a big thing. So many times, like a lot of people will have these pipe dream ideas and they'll be like, Oh man, I got this movie I'm doing. And you're like, yeah. And they talk about it all the time. Or they say they're a screenwriter or something and they say they write, and then yeah. they, don't, they don't ever finish these projects and they get a lot of, they get a lot of people excited and involved too. And they'll say, Oh, you're going to be my casting. You're going to be my costume designer or something. And they get somebody all riled up, you know? And then, uh, Oh yeah. So Don, you know it, dude, Don actually gets his shit done. <laughs> so, uh, that is true. Unfucking believable, dude. He cranked that. And at, at first I, me and Don talked, I lately it's been less cause I've just been, uh, working around the clock, but we, we normally talk almost every day. And, uh, 
and, and wheel and deal back and forth with different stuff. And uh, there was one where I was like, yeah, I like it. Uh, I don't know if that's going to gonna happen or not. And it was like by the time I got done telling him that uh, I didn't I didn't know how how uh, well he'd be able to get that done. Uh, it, he was sending it to my email to watch. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was cool. And then he let me sell him some talent for it too. I put um, Thomas Ian Nicholas. He's uh, the kid from Rookie of the Year, but he's not yeah. a kid anymore. He's a forty-year-old fucking man, but he's in that movie. And um, uh, you know, Don let me be in the scene with him and whatever and so that was really cool um and thomas is just the nicest guy in the world uh so it's fun to work with him and the other guys matt and uh tanner that are in the film and everybody in it is really funny so uh actually my scene is like serious yeah you put you actually play a serious role which is you know kind of impressive for a comic to do sometimes you know it's a little hard to step away from wanting to get that laugh well, you heard the budget of the film, so you know how much of that I was making. So I was real motivated by money to put on an Academy Award winning performance. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just so lucky anyone lets me be in anything. Like, uh, I'm not an I'm not an actor, you know. I'm a I'm a comedian, and uh, I think some days I have to convince people I'm a comedian. So um, I'm pretty far down on the acting scale. I'm just trying to get my face into a couple. Uh, couple roles where I can, I'm trying to learn, you know, and I'm just, yeah, kind of, I'm going to learn by doing. So I'm kind of taking any project right now. And, um, Don was, like I said, Don's super nice to let me do that. The big thing is, you know, giving me lines and like, uh, FaceTime. It's so hard to get lines. You know, you can, you can sign up for agencies and be an extra or being, you know, some, you know, there's people that like, they'll have their Facebook photo or something is like, them in the background of Chicago Fire or some shit. You know, it's like this is a, <laughs> a role in a movie where that had a plot and a script and got produced and it's on Amazon. And so I'm I'm just super lucky that um, he's nice to me and uh, lets me do stuff with him. We should talk a little bit about the movie here too. It, it has kind of the same vibe to me, uh, kind of as like a Clerks, where it follows the kind of the same characters around. Not necessarily a Jay and Silent Bob type, but Clerks is set in the gas station convenience store, but this is set in bars. That's my that's the vibe I get from it. The the plot summary that that's very uh, I think you you're spot on. Like the plot summary would be like um, two guys. Matt and Tanner are uh, they're roaming around their hometown of Waterloo, Iowa, and they're just kind of bar hopping, just like people do. And it's just kind of like a slice of life film. It's kind of like just kind of cuts in with how, how they're living. And I, I think in the film, Matt is having trouble uh, getting laid, and so that's that's his focus. And Tanner is uh, trying to decide if he wants to move out of his hometown or not. So it's those are. I mean, that's a pretty average night for most people in small town America is one dude's trying to get laid and the other dude's telling you that he's getting the hell out of here. Uh, and, and you know, it's all the other people in, that they encounter and, uh, they did a really jo good job of putting it together and everybody that worked on it, uh, was real team player and you got people acting in the scene and then holding a boom mic in the next scene and stuff. So it, it was <laughs> That was just, you know, no one's there for money. Everybody was just there to try and make something cool and try and get experience.
you know and yeah and it was cool to watch too because like it's been a while since i've been back to uh cedar rapids area but saw some names and some people that i remember from the comedy scene like janice chapman and uh then also one of my friends he was in the show in the movie as well benny miles Benny, uh, Benny is kinda. your point. Benny was uh, Benny had a couple to drink during the. Uh, I think we did uh, six. Benny has one line, and I think we shot it literally ninety times. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. He says his own name too. It's like Benny for the win or something like that. Is what he says. He fucked that up ninety times. He. I, I don't. <laughs> I'm not trying to burn a bridge with the guy here. He's a nice dude. But, uh, he was uh he was in his element for sure uh but the you know the, it was kind of like that though it was kind of like one big party the whole time and it really goes to show that what a good guy don is at the end of the day because yeah like it's hard to get people to get along to begin with in entertainment and don got all these different people uh courtney aber greg timmerman the bands that are in the film um you know all the people that worked on it, the crew, and he got all these, these are all just like local indie artists. You know, he, he's gotten, that means he routed up, you know, 10 camera guys that are all just yeah. students and kids. And then 10 comedian, you know, 10 comedians, 20 actors, whatever. Um, he wrote it all himself. He literally just went down to these bars face to face, like asked them like, there was times where like they're eating dinner and like we, they were like could you guys move and like shit you know like we there was there was times where we had audio from the restaurants that they wouldn't turn off the music and shit because like people were still <laughs> eating and you know um use most of the people that are in it as like bar staff and stuff that's all just the bars that there's no, they're not actors it's all just real bartenders bartending and whatever so uh, nice, nice you know yeah and even thomas nicholas dude like he knew what we were doing and he knew exactly what we were trying to do so he made it as uh unbelievably affordable and cool and uh, like just played a show afterwards and just made it a whole package experience for them so the, that we could get it done and you know it was just so he our, is actually in a band too yeah, he's in a band, and I I sell his band. That's cool how that worked out. So the Don Trinago Bros movie, uh, if you liked Clerks, check it out. Um, you've got a couple other a couple other films that you have coming up. Bros was more of the slice of life film, as you referred to it, and then you have more of a thriller coming out called Spiral. Yeah. What is your role in that? Um, that's by the same guy. I saw, I was in this movie called up on the rooftop. That's a children's yeah. dog movie. And it's actually by the same guy. This is his next movie. And it's a R rated thriller that, uh, all takes place in Iowa. But quick synopsis is that I think it's six friends. They go to a small town, Iowa for a bachelor party. They all like kind of return home to their home state. And, uh, they throw this wild bachelor party. They rent a house and whatever, and and they go to a strip club, and it, it's a real like funny wild party movie. And then it just takes a left turn and becomes this kind of horrorish David Lynch flick, and gets real trippy, okay. and strange, and it has a lot of twists and turns. And you really don't. I'm I'm in it, and and it still like has twists and, that I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming at all. And and you know, I did. I was kind of in the dark for. Um, 
I, I was around for about uh, a third of the filming. So to see the rest of it come in was really cool. All right, cool. What is your role in the film? I have a just like a brief cameo scene where I'm like some comic relief. So it's kind of the opposite. Bros was a comedy and I have a serious part. And this is a thriller and I have kind of a funny scene. I'm a, <laughs> uh, I'm, there's a scene at the strip club and I'm one of the girl's regulars, her regular customer, who is uh, very upset with her for giving attention to other people than him. And, uh, and I have like an exchange with her uh outside it's it's kind of a breaks up a serious scene of the the movie right on right on. i've seen that guy before i <laughs> right i actually didn't do any acting they just turned the camera on one night and they're like tom do you do <laughs> you <laughs> cool and is that out right now or that's not out yet and that that's like something where i was mentioning earlier like i don't know what i can and can't talk about but um it'll be out it's coming uh spiral the trailer is out right now so if you just youtube uh spiral of official trailer i'm not in it but everybody else is because they're attractive and uh <laughs> lots of sexy people in the movie so it's really good it, it looks amazing so and again we make these movies on nothing though which is the coolest thing you know and so um that's been the, the the best part is knowing that seeing how how neat it turns out and uh yeah he did it for so cheap is uh is really the the big the big win that is awesome especially you know a lot of people think that they don't have a big multi-million dollar budget so they don't even bother to create anything don made that fucking movie for five fucking thousand dollars sorry to swear but like i'm just saying no, you can swear whatever i just do the math on how much money you spend on booze in a couple months and it's really not that out of budget to do what don did for anybody yeah it's it's something almost all people could do within their lifetime uh and and most people would never put themselves out there like that uh most people would never again the real conquest is organizing all those people getting your people there having a, a time that you're going to shoot getting everybody there on time getting your actors there making sure they're not too drunk um the guy's got to say the batting line Okay, you know how ben, like Benny and Don, like how that all got started. Like Benny came. Benny's a heckler, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, but he, but it was kind of funny because Don did a bit about like monkeys clinking some symbols together. He is the monkey that clinks symbols together. Yeah, he. Yeah, Benny chimed in like ching 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 ching, and then Don just started referring to him as ching ching, and. That that was Benny's name from then on out. <laughs> that Don will do that. That's maybe his only unredeeming quality is that if he'll just give you a nickname about anything and then that's your name for forever. That's just it'll be something like that, like just one thing you said and you'll never let it go. So watch out. <laughs> it's, it, it's all right. If you heckle, though, I think you deserve to have that nickname. No offense, yeah, Benny, yeah. but you know, he, 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 I think he embraces it enough. <laughs> I like, I like my Don, Donzilla nickname. My, he calls me, uh, Colonel Tom. Colonel Tom? Colonel Tom. That's Elvis's manager, is Colonel Tom. Okay. All right. He, he just calls me Aaron the Render. The Render. I like that. That could be your follow-up instead of the render, like Tom Garland, the comedian Tom Garland with the render. Yes, the comedian Tom Garland and Aaron, the render. The render. Yeah, this is great. That that That's it. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. It's Aaron Static, the render. Aaron Static, the render. 
Yeah, that's what he would say. Uh, but uh, that's some hooked on phonics public school shit. But yeah, I know. <laughs> now you've been working with uh, Rob Van Dam for a while too, right? He's been working with me. I don't know what he's been telling you, but uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 we talk. I've been working with Rob. Uh, another thing, I've, I've been very lucky and fortunate to be doing. But uh, yeah, we have a new movie coming out. Um, it's currently doesn't have a title. It does, but I can't say what the title is. But it's a documentary film, and uh, it's about Rob uh, doing stand-up comedy. And it's also got some other. It, it actually like for uh, for like a, do- a tour documentary. It has a lot of twists and turns. And it's got some okay. really big surprises, and if it's got stuff in it, if you're a WWE fan, you're gonna be like like footage and stuff that you never see and never knew. Like he talks about stuff that he's refused to talk about. Um, he gets into, and if you don't know anything about wrestling at all, there's plenty in there for you too. Because I think that's one of the reasons that Rob and I get along so well is I don't know anything about wrestling hardly. And, uh, so he's, I'm, <laughs> I'm like right there with you escape from that. And that, like, I really don't know anything about the shit. I just like hanging out with him cause he's a cool dude. And, uh, and he does stand up and his stand up draws well. Um, and he's good. He's been doing it for like 10 years and he works really hard at it. A lot of celebrities, <coughs> jackass, uh, will, uh, just decide to do stand up just to make money. But Rob, um, has all the goddamn money in the world and it's been more of a, experiment for him to just expand himself as a person which i think is really cool i mean it's that's why everybody should do stand-up you know that's yeah uh, that's really the so like he he could give a lesser shit about the money with it i mean obviously you know the dude gets paid um and gets paid well but i mean his he's rich and and uh fame exceeding from his wrestling days so um this has really been something where he just, as an artist, it's just something that he wants to explore. And so that's why we made a movie about it, too, is because it was like, you know, there's part of it's like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you putting yourself out there? It's risky for him to do it because if it doesn't go well and he bombs and all of a sudden he's on TMZ or on some shit and, you know, people are ridiculing him. And it's like, why? Why? Yeah. That? People love it. He's adored by lots of people. So, um, it's an interesting, uh, interesting time in his career and interesting uh, documentary. And that's also made by Joe Clark, same dude that made Spyro and Up on the Rooftop. And Joe is a huge, huge wrestling fan. So it was really cool for me when I got Rob, like I kind of pitched this idea to Rob and Rob said, yeah, down with making this movie. So then I went back to Joe and it was cool for me to be able to go back to Joe and tell Joe that he was going to get to meet like his childhood idol and make this movie with him if he wanted to. And, uh, and then Joe went along with it and probably immediately regretted it because Joe, <laughs> Joe made an entire movie by himself. You understand how many people it takes to make a movie. It literally takes like 70 to a hundred people to make a movie. And Joe made an entire movie by himself with me and him. Wow. That's, for, again, that's impressive. For, for pennies, dude. Like, uh, no, he is, Dude, he's the ne- Joe Clark is the next thing, man. He he really um, is the real deal. Like he straight up, he was like setting cameras around the room on stuff and roaming around. Did <laughs> not even try, you know, just like setting a camera on a table and then filming from the other, so he could get different shots and stuff. I mean, and he was never toured before either. 
So people hear tour and they think it sounds fun, but really what it means to me is nonstop, constant travel, constantly moving. And the average person isn't used to moving around that much. Uh, so yeah, he adjusted really well to that and then, uh, filmed his ass off and then edited this whole thing. And we actually went through two different drafts of it. We finally are, we're done with it now. And we, you know, I I think, I hope, but, um, but we did one cut and a full cut and went back and decided that there was a better way to, and, and all got in agreement that there was a better way to, um, to tell the story. And so we went back and, and, and cut it again. Wow. I feel so bad, but uh, it's really like he's he's a perfectionist. We got this thing down and uh, excited for people to see it. It's really cool. Yeah, definitely, dude. So it seems like you have kind of made a little place for yourself or carved a little place for yourself like in a network like you know you work with the same uh producer a lot you work with don a lot you work with tom a lot so you you're kind of building off of your network there it's all about getting called back bro you got to get called back entertainment's about getting called back like I'm i'm not always out there to be the funniest person or to be whatever but i'm always out there to get called back Whatever gets me called back, that's what I'm trying to do. And if you don't get called back, if you work on something and or you work with somebody and they say, I don't want to work with you anymore, it was probably you. You know what I mean? So it, it <laughs> All right. probably something you did. And so it's you learned and whatever. But um, but yeah, I get called back a lot. And uh, you get lucky. Here's the thing. You get lucky, but then you get called. You were saying earlier, well, there's got to be something involved in that. You know, you can't just test it all the luck. Yeah, it, it's luck initially, but then you get called back. You know, you you get lucky and then yeah. you, you capitalize on luck. You know, um, and you build those relationships and and maintain them too in a positive way. You know. Yeah, and with that being said, do you have any other advice for people who are looking to get started out in uh, stand up comedy or just even acting for that matter? Um, I think most people when they ask for advice. Um, they really just want to hear that it's going to be okay. And, uh, it is, it's going to be okay. If you want to try it, it's, it's not going to be this terrible traumatic experience. Um, it's probably going to be pretty bland. Uh, people always have this idea that, you know, Oh my God, I'm going to try stand up comedy. And in your head, you have this, for me, I I had this vision of like the comedy central stage or like the Apollo or like this big audience it's not that you're gonna be in like the back corner of a a restaurant no one's gonna listen to you you know so like (laughs) you're gonna be fighting for attention so um for five minutes so i think you know just try it is my advice and um if you're doing it and you're not having fun you know it's probably time to take a break that's another advice i have yeah yeah definitely that's good advice man you know got to find that fun too that fun's not going to just show up it's not like someone just books you and it's just immediately fun, but you have to go out and like force yourself to have a good time out there and um, be positive and enjoy the travel and the you know the whole experience. All right, man, that is some great advice. I thought you were going to go a little bit different direction where when you were like when people ask you for advice, they just want to hear that it's going to be all right. I thought you were it was going to be like people want to ask you for advice, but they actually don't take action on that advice. Well, it depends. I mean, that's where I thought that the tone of that was going, I guess like the advice of it is like when you, okay. So when, when you talk to new comics, 
they it's too much stuff for them to retain. They're not going to remember everything you tell them. So they just got to go up there and tell some jokes. They got to try it, you know. But if it's someone like um, that's been doing it a little while, I, you know, I could coach them step by step. But um, you have to learn. I think it's best to learn a little bit from lots of different people. It's good to learn from Don, but it's good to learn from Tom Green, too. And it's yeah. good to learn from my mom and dad, you know, everyone you come in contact with. You take a little bit from everything, and uh, I, I try not to take one person's sole advice. That's one thing. I, I try to listen to everybody, but I don't let one person control what's going to go down, you know, including myself. I try not to let my ego get ahead of me, which it, it does sometimes, you know, but try to try to help the so that doesn't happen. Right on. Yeah, man. I uh, got to diversify, right? Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, or else or else you might find yourself coming out being like a carbon copy of somebody else. And well, that's already been done. Yeah. Then you're just their little spawn guy and you don't want to do that. You want to attempt to be original at least. Yes. Yes. So um, what are what are you doing to promote yourself right now with everything that's going on what is it that you're doing to help promote yourself i actually have a uh nude webcam and a venmo account and a wish list if anyone out there i was watching it earlier daddy. <laughs> yeah um right now to promote actually i have dramatically changed my approach i think in that like i used to be really like look at me look at me and now i've been like yeah i'll meet the guy later you know and there's someone like you know being like I really wanted my act to stand out and want my act to be the calling card. And, uh, um, but I, what I'm doing, uh, to promote myself is that film with Rob and, uh, I'm working for a talent agency called UD factory. And I'm one of their agents. Okay. And, uh, I kind of promote myself from within by doing sales. I come up with deals and tours and I sell them and I sell people like Rob and, uh, other people like that. And then I attach myself to the deals. Um, and that, that's really how I move myself around and make myself work. Okay. So when you say you sell them on a tour, what exactly does that mean? Well, like I've sold all of Rob's tours more or less. So I find people that want to buy Rob. I try to find people in blocks like this guy, Bill, that bought our last tour. Bill bought like seven dates or something like that. And then he went out and sold a couple more, I think. And, uh, and then, so, you know, I manage Rob, I take care of him and make sure he gets to all the shows. And, uh, I open the shows then pick up the fee, make sure it all gets executed, film a movie while we're out there. Um, that sort of thing, you know, and I work on percentages and trying to get the artist to cover my travel and just try to make it to the next day. It's a, a basic uh, explanation of, of how I stay in business. So you're finding ways around stand-up comedy to, you know, fund your stand-up comedy. I've always found ways kind of around the comedy club, in a sense. I've never really liked the structure of stand-up in that, like, it's been, it's a lot of uh, gatekeepers, a lot of people that um, don't do stand-up, never have done stand-up, don't know a lot about stand-up, and decide yeah. who gets to and who does not get to do stand-up. So I never liked that, so... But you can't, here's the thing, nobody owes you anything, you know, if there's some bar you want to play and the guy says, I don't like you. He doesn't have to tell you why he doesn't like you. He doesn't fucking like you. You're not going up. It's his bar, you know? So that's just, that's life. And it doesn't matter if that's the MGM grand or that's 
um, just jewels in Cedar Rapids. You know, that's everywhere in between. Um, you know, it's it, no one owes you anything. So I've always yeah. thought that no one owed me work either. And so I'd create it for myself and create it for my friends. And uh, I'm also fascinated by that side of things. And I enjoy it just as much as I do the stage. I Right now, today, I was helping um, build a tour for a violinist. Pretty strange, but she likes to play violin. And she was super excited when I told her that she was going to get to travel and do this. And uh, to me, that was just as fun and rewarding as making people laugh. So, uh, Right on, man. And I know at the end of the day, like there's lots of sleazy agents. And I'm not one of them. I, I don't rip people off. And uh, I've, I've never ripped anyone off with it. And I can take that home at the end of the day. And, um, you know, so that's pretty sweet. Definitely. That's uh, something to actually be proud of right there, because as yeah. you mentioned, yeah, there are there are a lot of people out there just trying to get their piece of the pie and not really caring what happens I'm proud of to it, but I'm, hung- I'm hungry, though. I, I could use that pie. <laughs> <laughs> it, it will come back to you. I'm sure. I'm sure, man. After all, you are on an uncontained episode 100. Oh, but shit. I'm talking about that. all. Now. I'm going to tell girls out here dude, in Vegas. I'm going to <laughs> be like, uncontained, motherfuckers. I was on it. You, you should. Step aside, Wade Newton. I'm here. <laughs> I've arrived. <laughs> All right. That being said, uh, what what are some highlights that you care to share, like here on Uncontained? A highlight of my career would be opening for Steve-O and Tom Green at the Riviera on the Strip. And um, a highlight of my career would be um, doing comedy in Iowa, starting out, and uh, being able to... Um, to network with people like you, Aaron, that and, and learning how to build that base out of nothing there, where there wasn't really much of an entertainment scene, and uh, that's what keeps me scratching and clawing. All right, hell yeah, dude. What do you want your audience to take away from your performance? What do you want them to remember about you on stage? Um, right now, I want them to remember that uh, that I listened to them and gave a shit. I've been doing a lot of crowd work and a lot of audience involvement with improv. And I really want that to be where my act goes. Um, okay. It, so it, uh, I like it to be more spontaneous. And there's nothing worse than when you hear, uh, you see a comedian on stage and you can tell that they're just going through the motions and doing it for themselves. It's not about you. It's it's really truly about them and making it their experience. And sometimes you have to sacrifice what you want to talk about or what you don't want to talk about or just in general, the way you dress and other things to make sure they have a good time. All about them. Perfect, man. I have one final question for you before we uh, get to that. Uh, where can people find you online? Hey, you can find me online at TomGarlandComedy.com. I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram at TomGarlandLV. Um, I need to make a new Facebook page. My, my page is currently at its limit, and so I need to make a fan page thing. I don't, I don't really have one. Um, but uh, you can get tickets to see me and Tom Green in Las Vegas on residency at TomGreenVegas.com. Nice. Okay, so I'll put that in the show notes so you can find it. So the title question of the show, one I didn't ask you the first time you were on the show because I didn't come up with the question yet. So Tom Garland, how do you live uncontained? Uh, I don't have a plan <laughs> at all. <I> have <laughs> zero plan whatsoever. I think people, uh, I've done a couple cool things uh, with stand up, and sometimes I'll get messages from people and they'll just say, like, uh, man, you're really doing it, man. Like, you really had this whole planned out and, like, whatever. And I'm like, 
I have had no plan this entire time, and I've just been flying by the seat of my pants since I was living six inches in front of my face since I was 18 years old. And, uh, you know, I, a lot of my friends, they they always took the safe bets and stuff, and I, I've always done the exact opposite. Like, if, if it, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a nonconformist, and uh, I like to think I am. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's that's just what's let what's led me here i don't know if being here is good or bad or but um today i'm having fun and uh it's all because i i didn't have a plan i just kind of went with the flow all right sounds good man sounds good i'm sure you fooled a lot of people not having a plan as you were saying uh because it because it seems like you're going places yeah i fool people every night thinking i'm a comedian i just fooled you why do you i mean you can get real people on this shit it's 100 episodes <laughs> this isn't a real podcast so i'm just talking to you <laughs> plugged in i knew it i love you brother thanks yeah. for having me on man. oh shit we weren't recording i got one final thing for you to do tom and that's sign off the show will you do me the honor of signing off the show today yeah man thanks so much for having me on uh i really appreciate it and uh, shout out to Don Barnhart, who's put me on stage tonight. And I'm going to probably be late, but I'm on my way, Don. I'm headed to Jokester's Comedy Club tonight at the D, downtown Las Vegas. I'm Tom Garland, and I live uncontained. And that does it for another episode of Uncontained. Thank you for listening, and thank you to Tom Garland for hanging out with me here for a second time, episode one and episode 100. And whether this was your first episode you listened to or 100th, I appreciate your support. And uh, please continue to share Uncontained across the interwebs and uh, get it to some new ears. If there's somebody that you think should listen to the show or would enjoy it, please do them a favor, do me a favor, and forward the show on to them. They may have just got to episode 100, but there are more on the way. Thank you, and until next time, live Uncontained.